She's the kind of hot where you can tell she's stupid. Use my testes. Dog fucking. Not on a dating site. Hello and welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I'm your host, Brian Beckner. Thank you for joining us. Stoked to have you here. Episode 36. Uh, A lot going on on the show today. A lot happening in our world. Of course, Ed Daly, co-host Ed Daly, is not with us still. Still on it. In the British Isles, across the pond. Uh, He'll be back shortly, but we do have him via the internet. We have him recorded, so we will – I'll interact with him virtually. And uh, like last week, I said I was going to do that, and I made the mistake of saying that I said I could probably edit edit him into the show, and you guys wouldn't notice to which someone in it, the person's Twitter handle escapes me at this moment, tweeted me, uh, there's no way you could edit him into the show without people noticing because you can't even figure out the fucking sound levels, which is true. So, guy, A, fuck you. Two, you're right. Uh, I'm doing the best I can. I'm not a fucking technical person. I'm a, I'm a content guy. Uh, I bring the hilarious jokes for days over here. Today on the show, a lot of stuff going on in the world of sports. Some guy, Ryan Malone, we talk hockey on this show. Like a lot of sports talk shows, they don't talk hockey. We talk hockey, of course, because I love the Kings. I'm a Kings fan. Everybody knows that. Kings are the Stanley Cup champions. Two of the last three, as a matter of fact, if you need them, building a little dynasty in L.A. But that's not what we're talking about today. I mean, we don't talk about actual sports. Uh, but if a hockey player gets busted with yayo in his pocket, we're going to talk about that. And that happened to some guy on the Lightning. We're also going to talk about team names that aren't plural because that's bad for the look of the team. Uh, yeah. Some hockey player got busted with cocaine. Uh, we're going to talk about that because that's always fun. Football players hitting on women via Instagram. Uh, you know, like I feel like people need some tips from me. I have a little experience in this area. I know how to handle myself both in person and on the internet. And I'll share that with you. I'll share it to... This guy that was a little – wasn't too slick about his moves via the net trying to get a little sex, and I could help this guy. Might be a whole whole other podcast how to, how to work this. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Outside of the world of sports, some stuff happening. Los Angeles porn production, shockingly – has plummeted after they instituted the condom rule because everybody really wants to be taken out of the moment of pornography. You know, it's an escape. It's just like anything. You don't want anything to break your concentration, whether it's whether you're masturbating or just watching a regular movie. You want things to flow seamlessly, and people don't like there's been studies, people get taken out of the moment when they see condoms and porno. So, of course, Los Angeles made a condom rule, and now no one makes porn in Los Angeles anymore. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. And this Ed slipped this one in here. Some woman. Uh, there's a bestiality story, okay? And uh, we'll talk about that. I have some I have some words for Ed. Also, how fucking old is this guy? There's no how fucking old is this guy this week. It's... We've almost been too good. Like, I thought I was real good with Gavin McLeod. Then my man, Ed Daly. Because it turns out that Gavin McLeod was like in his late 40s during the love boat when the guy looked like 79 years old. So I thought I was pretty good with that one. Then Ed 
Daly comes in with Kelsey Grammer, who was only 28 when he was on Cheers, when he looked 44. And But then last week, so Ed's, Ed's trumped me a couple times here, and last week Ed brought the thunder. Like, I thought I did pretty good with Harry Dean Stanton, who was like not even 60 when he played... What's her name? Molly Ringwald's dad. What's it? What's the character's name? Claire? Or was that 16 Candles? Oh no, that was Breakfast Club. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have, this is why, this is why I have Ed Daly around. Cause he would know this. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton was like not even 60 when he played the dad in six, no, Pretty in Pink. I thought that was a pretty good one. Then Ed comes yesterday with like the ultimate old guy, Wilford Brimley. Led to some good discussion, particularly about one of the great action movies of the 1980s. A lot of good feedback on Twitter of, for our discussion of Remo Williams. We might have to do something. We might have to like rewatch Remo Williams and do like a whole Remo Williams show. Somebody make a note about that because people were really, really happy that we brought up Remo Williams yesterday because it was a great fucking movie and it sort of doesn't get the respect it deserves, but – that being said, Wilford Brimley was in that movie. He played like he was like the guy that recruited or that chose Fred Ward to be Remo Williams. And, you know, he was like the, his CIA fixer guy. And he was an old man in that movie. And that movie was in the early 80s. Ed revealed to us last week that Wilford Brimley was only like 49 years old at the time. And. To that point, he's only 79 years old right now. You look at those diabetes ads and you're like, this is an old guy. Well, he's always been – he's been 79 for 30 years apparently. And it's really hard to top that one and I'll, I'll be honest. Like I do a lot here. I make a lot of shit happen. We make a show here and uh, we didn't do how fucking old is this guy because I couldn't think of one. I couldn't – now that Wilford Brimley's come out, like I could – I can't do – like I, a lot of your submissions are good. Somebody submitted, I think, not Danton Holden. He's got a deal. He submitted Danny DeVito, which I used at one point. But we're running out of people and there's been a lot of good submissions. Hulk Hogan, there's, there's some good ones out there. Those are the two that come to mind right now. Uh, but I don't – it's hard to top Wilford Brimley. So no, bottom line. Like went real long roundabout way of saying it. There's no how fucking old is this guy this week. So well, hopefully we'll get back to it next week or we won't. Like it's – who cares? We'll do whatever the fuck we want. Uh, but yeah, the Wilford Brimley was sort of like the drop the mic moment for how fucking old is this guy. Uh, but we will do someone who's not out of town, someone who's in town. He's been in town for a while and it's nice. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce. Fancy Sauce will join us later with her segment, Fancy Pop. Um, there's You guys know who Jennifer Lawrence is? She's an actress and just one of the really spectacular pieces of ass going today. Like, really, if you're making, like, Upton, I don't know. I'm not real up on all. You know, I'm like that old guy that doesn't know what's cool. I'm like a dad. I'm like your dad. I don't know what's happening anymore, but I do know who Jennifer Lawrence is. I don't know who the other hotties are these days. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is a spectacular piece of ass, and now we have to write her off because she's going out with the Coldplay guy who sucks. You did. That's just – sorry. I don't make the rules, Jen. J-Law, like you're super smoking hot. You seem fun. You're cute. You're young, but you lay down with the Coldplay guy, and that's it. You're off the cultural roll call for me and my audience and anybody else because that just doesn't fly. Also, uh, we found out that Casey Kasem is going to be buried in Norway. We also found out his net worth, which is shocking. Write down a number right now. Do that. Write down a number. Don't peek. Don't Google. And when we get to that portion of the show, you're going to be shocked because I've I barely got. I found out a couple days ago. And I had to send Ed Daly an email because I just couldn't believe it. I thought it was a misprint. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about Casey Kasem. And, of course, I, she's got more stories. Kate, fancy sauce. But my main point, topic of discussion, of course, is going to be Bachelor in Paradise. It's 
like the best show. It's really good. Way better than The Bachelor or Bachelorette. I'm really interested to get Kate's take, and I want to talk about this. The fucking digs they're staying in there, where they got them put up. Like, they have no budget for this show. I cannot believe where they're, where these people are expected to live. Like, how can love flourish? Uh, but we're going to talk about that. A lot of goings on on the Bachelor in Paradise show, and that's I live for that. Uh, no, normally, this is where I introduce Ed Daly. Ed Daly, not here this week, still in England, but he's got a missive for us. So let's go to England right away and check in with Ed Daly. Ed, what's happening in London, England? All right, here's my London update for the week. I'm going to update a couple things that uh, are driving me apeshit, but uh, both are somewhat related to drinking and both are somewhat applicable to America. First of all, the pubs here are great. Um, just terrific. When you order a beer, you get a full beer. You don't get these beers with three inches of head on it or, you know, some surly service. It's pretty efficient. Um, you know, uh, you don't have to beg to get a full pour and there's no tips. Um, so it's fantastic. But the bad things, first of all, the prices of these beers are all over the map. Maybe after the conversion rate, they're similar to New York City prices, but the actual amounts are crazy. It'll be three pounds sixty-five and three pounds eighty, four pounds five, four pounds twenty. There's no rounding off. Uh, maybe twice since I've been here, I've gotten a, a beer that costs four pounds or some even amount. Um, and the I was thinking the only time in America you see that is at the airport. There's nothing worse than like you just want one quick beer before your flight, and you go, and so you don't want to set up a tab, and you go, and the price for the beer is like $7.37. Um, I have no idea why they do that, and why, like, maybe they don't factor in taxes till the end, but it's just, it's very annoying, and uh, I'm constantly carrying around change, and doing math, and trying to figure out the different money to, to, to pay them exact change, but it's, it's really terrible. Uh, the second thing are the men's rooms. Uh, pretty much across the board here, all of the men's rooms have the uh, air blowers rather than paper towels, which I'm cool with because, you know, it's if you can save the environment in any way, fine. I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm not a tree hugger, but, like, I'd rather use an air blower if I can, but only if the bathroom door is pushed out on the way out so you can just use your foot. Unfortunately, every... Every men's room here has the handle you have to pull in. So after you use the the air dryer, then you have to grab some disgusting wet handle that you hope is just water, but it's still somebody's gross hands and everything on it. So it defeats the purpose of washing your hands. Uh, that happens sometimes in America, not all the time, but it drives me crazy, and I think something needs to be done. There should be some sort of UN sanction for for uh, for countries that don't have a mandated uh, push out men's room door. Uh, one last thing, and this is, it can be kind of annoying, but I think it's great, is if somebody orders a mixed drink in London in front of you, you should probably leave the bar or definitely find a different bartender because the mixed drinks, when you when they're ordered over here, the bartender treats it like you've asked them to solve the square root of 9,733,000. It, it's just, they don't do it here. This is mainly a beer town. Maybe you see somebody drink uh, maybe some women will drink, drink wine, but for the most part, there's no mix, maybe a, a whiskey, but it's not even, uh, usually those bottles behind the counter or behind the bar are never used. And I'm on board with that. No mixed drinks, not now, not ever. Wow. Good stuff there, Ed. Thanks for checking in. Can't wait to have you back here on American soil. We miss you. America misses you. The show misses you. But glad you're able to, to check in from England. Uh, Ed, also, now that we have you here, tell us what is going on in the world of sports. What is happening this week that we need to discuss on the show? In sports, Tampa Bay Lightning forward Ryan Malone was arrested for DUI and cocaine possession and subsequently bought out of his contract. According to the police report, the Yayo was found in Malone's jeans pocket. Malone responded by saying... He's baffled because he's been wearing these jeans for three days. He doesn't believe the drugs were planted on him, but doesn't know how they got in his jeans. He was just shocked. He just said he was shocked. Brian, two things. One, is there any better response than this? And two, is there anything worse than these sports team names without an S at the end? 
Uh, yeah, I love this story. I was really, really – like I love – first of all, is cocaine making a resurgence? Like in the 80s, everybody was on blow. Dave Parker, like pretty much every one of your favorite ball players, was on coke. It was running rampant. Like guys were rolling to the club with a coke spoon around their neck on a chain. Like it was a really, really cool time and just cocaine was happening. Nothing wrong with cocaine back then. But then we sort of watched it in the 90s and, you know, 80s and 90s, watched it just fucking ruin people's lives. People started smoking crack and going to rehab and selling their TV and just being a fuck up. Because it turns out that if you get addicted to that shit, like some people do yayo and they just can't stop doing it. So they just keep doing it until they don't have any more stuff, which sucks. Uh, but apparently it's sort of making a resurgence. Like people are doing coke again. Good for them. And this guy, I'll be honest, I never heard of this guy, Ryan Malone. And I don't know if we're going to hear about him again because he got cut. But yeah, his response is the best. When in doubt... Go with, and I have no idea how that coke got in my pocket, officer. That's not mine. Well, it's in your pocket. I mean, I've seen cops. I don't know. It's not mine. Well, you're the only one in the car. Yeah, I don't know. Well, are these your pants? Yeah, I've been wearing them for three days. I haven't taken them off for three fucking days, which is a weird thing to admit. I'll I'll be honest. Like, I don't, I'll go a long time without washing my jeans. I may not wear them consecutive days. But I like the way they feel when you wash them, then you wear them. They kind of get like that worn-in feeling. And I'll, I'll go months without washing my jeans. I mean, sometimes I think my girlfriend sneaks in and washes them for me. But I don't I don't go out of my way to wash my jeans. That said, like I take them off once in a while. I'm, I don't live in them. Uh, apparently, Ryan Malone had his on. Is that his name? Am I getting that right? Ryan Malone? Uh, he had his on for multiple days and s- admitted that to a cop for some reason. Um, so yeah, go with the, I don't know how I got that Coke. I don't know where that Coke came from. Just that's how they do it on cops. I don't know. I don't know, officer. What you don't want to do is admit guilt. And in Florida, that's that's the other thing. Let's not bury the lead here. Florida. Like leagues, this guy's a professional athlete. Leagues should have a Florida addendum in their collective bargaining agreements with the union like here's the drug rules for the rest of the league one coke arrest gets you suspended but if you're playing for a floridian franchise you get two free coke busts because of florida we only suspend you after the third because of the because of the florida factor also when did florida start arresting white people i thought i thought they kind of just you know you're white, just keep on going. Now, if you're black and you're eating Skittles, you know, just random citizens can shoot you. That's how they do it in Florida. Uh, so yeah, Ryan Malone. I don't, you know, I don't I never heard of the guy. Good luck to him. You know, like go easy on the coup. We said this about Dustin Johnson. Like, you if you want to party, like I'm not I'm not here to judge. You know, I'm not I'm not perfect. I'm a little bit older. I don't get up to shenanigans like this. I have a couple whiskeys and fall asleep at 10 o'clock on the weekend. That's what I do. Watch a little Netflix. Not really a lot. I watch, you know, shows. I'm really into that. The Nick. Have you guys seen The Nick on Cinemax? You should watch that. Steven Soderbergh. That's a good show. I'm into shows. My girlfriend's into The Leftovers, which is I'm not into, and I'm forced to watch it. That's not a good show. You shouldn't watch that show. That's my review. Point is, is I don't get up to shenanigans. I don't know, you know, I'm not doing any kind of drugs or anything. Uh, but I'm not mad if at you if you are. Like, do some drugs, have a party, but keep it under control. And to Ed's point, yeah, is there anything worse than team names that don't end in S? No. I mean, pestilence, genocide, no. Those things aren't worse. Um, Here's a good way, like, take out, you guys... Get out a pencil and paper. I know I asked you earlier to write down Casey Kasem's net worth at his, at his death. I got another one for you. Get out a pencil right now on a piece of paper. And you should be making notes throughout this show, by the way. So you should have that at the beginning. Um, here's a good way to know whether or not your baseball team is 
higno- historically, I almost just said ignorically. What the fuck is that? Here's a good way to know that your baseball team is hig- almost did it again. Ignorically, historically insignificant. Take a look at them, watch them play in a home game, and ask yourself this question. Are their jerseys a different color from their pants? If the answer is yes, then your team is irrelevant now and forever because real Major League Baseball franchises match their jerseys to their pants 100% of the time. Think about that. Like if you're rooting for the Rockies, you shouldn't be because the Rockies wear a black and purple. Also, I mean purple, that's all you need to know. But the Rockies wear like a black top, black jersey, vest thing with pinstripe pants, I think. Point is, different color on top and bottom, your team doesn't count. I don't make the rules. Real teams don't do that. Similarly, if your town has a sports franchise in which the nickname is not a plural, the Lakers, the Dodgers, the Kings, get it? It's got to end in S. If the nickname is not plural, i.e. the Heat, the Thunder, the Wild, the LA Kiss, which is an arena league franchise owned by Kiss, the air quotes band. Point is, your team does not matter if it doesn't have a plural name. And even if they win the next 10 championships, they will never matter because they have a stupid name. Names of teams end in S's. That's the fucking rules. I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. I just tell you what they are in case you don't know, in case you're ignorant to the rules. That's it. Pick a new team. Move to a different city. I don't care. Your team's got to end in S. That's a rule. Okay, Ed. Excellent job on the first story. Love athletes and cocaine. What else is going on in the world of sports? Tell me what is happening that we need to know about. Also in sports, Cleveland Browns rookie running back Terrence West was recently scanning Instagram for women. He stumbled upon a woman's account and followed her. He then liked a bunch of her pictures, commented on several others, and tried to arrange for a meeting. He gave her his cell number and asked her to text him. The woman's husband proceeded to give the number to all of his friends. They proceeded to send pictures of their meat whistles and asses to him. It was also revealed that West had a girlfriend, and the two had each other's names tattooed on each other. The angry husband also informed West's girlfriend of what he had been doing. Now they are no longer together. Brian, as someone who may or may not know a little something about online relationships, what's the protocol here? Do you check if they're married? Do you just send out your number? Do you take pictures of your dong? What, what's, what's the way to go here? Oh, I like this story, too. Also, it sounds like Ed has an agenda. Like, I know a thing or two about online dating. What are you getting at, Ed? Like, I can tell you what to do. I don't know why you would think I know about that. First of all, I've never online dated. I've never been a member of Match.com. I've never – I don't do – I heard a lot of people say talking about plenty of fish. Is that the hot one these days? What about Yahoo Singles? Is that still going on? I never did any of these things. I was off the market for a long time and never really was back on the market. Well, I was back on the market for a short time, but I I got swooped up. I got scooped up. And yeah, I met a lady online, happened to be in a relationship with her. It's going well. Uh, But it wasn't – this is what we always – people are always like – and this is how both of us answer. I've heard her do the same thing where it's like, so how would you guys meet? And, I, and I'm always like this. Oh, well, uh, we met online. Not on a dating site. Not on a dating site. I don't know. I don't know why I feel like I, meeting on dating sites is a normal way to meet now. I, I would, would guess that it might be the most common way 
that relationships start now only makes sense. You expose yourself. Probably not the right choice of words given this story. Uh, you interact with a much larger pool of people. So it makes sense that people would use the internet, use the internet for everything else. Why wouldn't you use the internet to meet dates? Seems like it's okay. But for some reason, I still find it taboo and embarrassing. So I have to express to people that while, yes, I did meet my future wife on the internet, it was not on a dating site. That said... I will offer my opinion here because for athletes and entertainers and people with a profile, what this guy did is basically exactly how it works and it's effective. And that's why he was doing it. Is it stalking then is stalking and then offering your number the, the right way to do it? I mean, it's, it works. It's effective. I don't, it's, there's not a lot of finesse there. But that's what these guys do. Anyone you follow on Twitter that's a dude that's single or even not that is semi-well-known is using exactly this method to get laid. Like they might be a little more tactful about it, like not hitting up married chicks that are going to give the information to their husband who's going to have all his friends send you pictures of their genitals, is that, which is kind of funny. Like I like that. Uh, also, it's like not like don't don't get all like if people are complimenting your girl online or in person like that's a feel confident in that like you should feel good about that. That's not something to get uptight about. Like I feel like this guy sort of handled it the right way, but like that's a that's a compliment to you. You should be, you know, your chick's with you for a reason, and she stays with you because you're you're feeling pretty good about yourself. When you start to show weakness, this, this is the fucking animal kingdom, guys. I don't need to tell you this, do I? The The reason she likes you is because you're fucking feeling pretty good about you. As soon as you start to worry and be like, who who the fuck's hitting you up? Why is this guy commenting on your pictures? Like, what's going on here? Who's who's that guy from your work? Well, you guys are working pretty closely together. Don't do that. That shows weakness on your part. And makes them think, hey, maybe this guy isn't who I thought he was. Just not to digress, but think about that. Uh, yeah, this guy did what all guys with profiles do. He saw something he wanted to hit up. He went after it. He went after it in a very ham-handed way and got caught. And I'll be honest, I never heard of the guy, Terrence West, if that is in fact his name. But for every one of him, there's a thousand guys sexing randos via exactly this method. Fact. Like, take a look. Just go on Twitter. Like, anyone you like that's a comedian or an actor or a musician or an athlete that's got a little bit of a profile. I mean, it's the same thing you would do. It's an easy way to – they already know that you're interested in them because you followed them. And – they have a look at you and they're they get interested in you, they're gonna hit you up. They're you know, they're still men. We're pretty simple beings, you know, we're into our urges, pursuing our urges. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh so yeah, it's this is the method. Although there's a there's a there's a better way to do it. And just ask other guys on Twitter that are doing the exact same thing. Ed, what else is going on? Uh What's the, what's the next story? What's going on? Not in the sports world. Tell me what's happening. Okay, outside of sports, tragedy has struck the valley in recent months. Brian, ever since the new law mandating condoms must be worn in all porn production in LA County, the production has dropped 90%. Two questions. One, how big of a bummer is it to see a condom in a porn? And two, have you even seen an L.A.-based porn in the past decade? Ever since you porn, I'd venture to say I haven't seen even something from North America. Oh, yeah. Porno. Right. Um, as we made clear, and of course everyone knew this was going to happen, um, they used to make a lot of pornography in L.A. Then 
couple people, you know, came down with the, the bug, the gay flu, and boom, they overreacted. And because the thing is, there's like these, there's a lot of money to be made in pornography, and the, these guys don't want their their content, their product tainted. I mean, nobody wants AIDS on their product. Like, you go to a store and you're like, hey, I'll have the, um, do you, you go to the butcher and you're like, hey, I, um, give me some ribeyes. Like, I'm having some bros over for the game on Sunday. I want to, I want to do it up. So, give me like half dozen of those like two inch thick prime ribeyes. And the butcher's like, well, we have the, the the regular prime ribeyes, and then we have the ones with AIDS. Which would you? Which would you like? It's up to you. I mean, you're gonna pick the ones with no AIDS, right? Nobody wants AIDS meat. Same with pornography. Yeah, like this couple ancillary porno actors came down with the bug. They were moonlighting. You know, a lot of these. I, I don't want to break the fourth wall here. I don't want to tell you tales out of school. I don't want to ruin it for you guys, but a lot of these, a lot of the dudes you watch in porno, I mean, they're, they go home. They, they might not be into chicks. They're just, you know, they could be gay for pay on the side. You don't know. You don't know what they're up to. They could be using intravenous drugs. I mean, it's, it's not a glamorous world. The point is, is that Porn producers who are rich, rich guys don't want this the stench of the bug on their product. So they would quickly work to eradicate that from what they do. But, of course, the city of Los Angeles overreacted and regulated them out of town. And I'll just, you know, as we made clear on the Baller Lifestyle two-part extravaganza. I am a consumer of sensual porn, a.k.a. couples porn, a.k.a. glamcore, because it features much more attractive women. No disgusting dong spitting or over-the-top fake screams of passion or shitty tattoos or and practically zero pierced labias. Thankfully, the, all, the kind of porno I like is all made in the Czech Republic where they are not hindered by L.A.'s stupid new condom laws. And here's all you need to know about Los Angeles. Anything that makes money for the city will immediately be taxed and or regulated until it leaves. Hardly any regular movies are made in Los Angeles anymore for just that reason. Porn was all they had. That was... It used to be Hollywood. Like, they still make TV shows in L.A., but not all of them. A lot of them they make in Vancouver, Georgia, New Mexico. They go all sorts. Louisiana's a big one because those places are smart and they're like, hey, come here. We won't tax you. Bring all that money here and we won't ask for any tax money. And L.A., they're like, hey, we got our hand out. Like, pay us for the privilege of filming in L.A. And so all they had left was porn. And now they've chased them out of town, I'm sure – Plenty of places like Vegas and Miami are happy to host condom-free porno productions and all the associated revenue that comes with it. So good for them and bad for L.A. They should know better by now, but they'll never get it. Okay, Ed, what's the next story? Tell me, what do you got going on? What's the last story of the day before we get to Fancy Pop? Finally, a subject that you're particularly fond of dog fucking 53 year old albuquerque sort of woman sherry walters was caught by her roommate and and her boyfriend's who who is her boyfriend's sister having sex with one of their male dogs after being confronted with the facts by roommate beverly bradley walters reluctantly admitted to sexing the dog the male roommate then broke up with her but before they bid adieu walters tried to make things right with her recent ex and his sister. But before they bid adieu, Walters tried to make things right with her recent ex and his sister and cooked them dinner. 
one small problem, and by that I mean the fact that they were allowing somebody who just fucked their dog uh, to cook them dinner. Um, the dinner tasted funny. One roommate remarked that the water wasn't very clear, but drank it anyway. When one of the roommates balked, walkers attacked her and admitted to putting rubbing alcohol in both their water as well as toilet bowl cleaner in their food. Walters was arrested. Bradley took the dogs to the vet to check that they didn't get VD, uh, but luckily they only had minor injuries. I'm not sure what that means. Brian, the, the question I pose to you is this. What are a brother and sister doing living together in their 50s? All right, Ed. I see what you're trying to do here. And I, I don't know why there are a brother and sister in their 50s living together. I don't know why the brother's girlfriend chose to, to lay down with his dogs. Were they his – do we get that part of the story? Were they his dogs? Do the dogs belong to him? I personally – I never knew bestiality was a thing. I thought it was just a made-up thing. And I thought it was just a made-up thing. I, I feel like the boyfriend would put the girlfriend up to it like as a dare or something. I never knew that, that like people were into that like for pleasure. And I'd also like to say for the record that the Baller Lifestyle podcast is a bestiality-free zone here. No thanks to Ed Daly. Uh, we don't talk about that kind of stuff. That's gross. I'm not into gross stuff. I'm not into bodily functions. I mean, this is highbrow. We're trying to do a higher level show here. So no thank you for that story, Ed Daly. I think you can slip one in, so to speak, from wherever you are. England, at the Cock and Bowl pub on, Co on Laycock Street. Ed, Ed lives on Laycock Street. He loves that. Uh, all right, Ed. Thank you very much. We'll hear from you during Fancy Pop. That's right. Joining us now, as always, it's time for Fancy Pop. That's her music. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce. Everyone knows the segment. It's where we get, you know, Ed Daly and I, Ed's not here, but we're not really keyed into what's happening in the world of pop culture. And we need a, a female perspective to kind of sort us out on what's happening in that world. And that's why we have Kate here. Fancy sauce. Kate, how are you? Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, B. Thank you. I'm good. I'm here to sort you guys. Outstanding. Tell us what is happening in the world of pop culture. I know there's something going on with Casey Kasem that Ed Daly wanted to weigh in. Yeah, we have a Casey Kasem update. As you know, his wife, Jean Kasem, has been battling his children and in her final power play has decided to take him out of the U.S. and bury him in Oslo, Norway, which is very random. Um, but apparently that is her plan. Um Mike Kasem claims there is no connection my dad has with Norway. I don't know if Jean has any ties to Oslo. She certainly has never mentioned it in the last 35 years. Check the exhumation lores there. Sounds like a possibility that that is the reason she will bury him there. My dad deserves to be buried where he specifically asked to be buried, Forest Lawn. Jean keeps asking for motives as to why Jean acts how she acts. Oh, sorry. Everyone keeps asking for motives as to why Jean acts how she acts. I don't have an answer. Yeah, Jean is a crazy person. Um, this, the, here's what, first of all, bodies. Like, everybody, don't be so fucking precious about your vessel. Right. Like, when you, I don't care what the fuck you do with my body once I'm gone. I'm a donor. I want to be, yes. I want to be cut up. Take and, my guts. And given to whomever. Use my rest my retinas. Guts. Yes. Use my testes. Why wouldn't you donate your organs? Use my testes. Have, have Adam. Stop it. Have a, have a go at my Did testes. Did you know that Casey Kasem was worth, wait for it. $80 million. Oh, don't. Yes. I asked you guys to write this down at the beginning of the show. Yes. According to the story, according to media reports, Casey K Kasem left an $80 million fortune. No wonder they're fighting over his body. That's a fucking lot of money for a DJ who also did Shaggy's voice. Yeah, it's, it's actually incredible. It really is incredible. And I know Ed Daly had thoughts on that. Let's hear what Ed had to say on the passing of cultural icon and well-known DJ Casey Kasem. Ed? Finally, Casey Kasem. We've been on record detailing this batshit craziness of his wife, um, so, we won't, so I'm not going to get into that. But the major detail here is that he was worth 80 sticks. 
So, with a heavy heart, it's time to announce that the Baller Lifestyle Podcast will move away from sports, pop culture, and comedy, and focus solely on long-distance relationship and dead pet dedications. Yeah, I got to agree with Ed. It looks like there might be some elder abuse claims that the kids might want to bring against Jean. And if she takes him out of the U.S., it's going to be harder for them to exhume the body. Right. And look look into that further. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like they're having a hard time figuring out how to split up that $80 million. And I think Ed is right. We are in the wrong business. We got to start doing long-distance dedications, playing top 40 hits here because that guy – Made a lot of money doing that. Uh, okay, Kate, what's the next story? Okay, there's actually not a lot of news in celebrity news this week because every single celebrity is busy doing that AL- ALS ice bucket challenge. I had enough of that. I mean, I've really had enough of that. Yeah, like write a check. Here's a challenge. Write a check. Um, I'll give you a celebrity couples update. The rumor is that Jennifer Lawrence is dating... Chris Martin, Gwyneth Paltrow's ex. This is, I talked about this at the beginning of the show. Give us a story, Kate. I don't know if it's much of a story. It's just that there's news reports that multiple sources have confirmed they've been seeing each other since late June, a few months after he and Gwyneth consciously uncoupled. Talk about going from the outhouse to the penthouse. I mean, that's a pretty far swing in terms of sexiness. It's very weird. I, I could not have guessed that in a million years. Gwyneth Paltrow, who is <laughs> shrill and un, like the least sexy person I can think – not the least sexy person I can think of, but someone I don't find sexy. Well, they say that's what you do. Sexy. Like you get out of a relationship with one person and then you date someone who is like a complete 360 from the last person. Right. I don't – Which seems to be what he may be doing. Could be. Here's the point though for me. Jennifer Lawrence is one of, like, I haven't done an accounting, but I would put her in the top five, maybe top three pieces of ass on the planet right now. Is that a fact? She's up there. Like, she seems fun. She's talented. She's super fucking hot. She has a real tomboy vibe, though. I don't find her, like, that, I don't know. Sexy in a feminine way. She's attractive. Sure. She seems no cool. She, she really likes does. a drink. Like, I'm not a hater. Yeah. And she seems like one of the boys, one of the guys, though. Yeah. But all of a sudden, she's off the cultural roll call. She doesn't matter. She can't be on the greatest pieces of ass list because she's taken up with that douche from Coldplay. <laughs> like I can't. I don't I have no respect for her so you're anymore. Saying her stock has. Plummeted. Yes. I don't. I don't respect her taste in bros. And oh, sorry, babe. Gwyneth Paltrow is apparently, or has been for the last four months, dating uh, Glee co-creator Brad Falchuk, who is, you know, he's not a typically good-looking dude. But you know, she appeared on a few episodes of Glee, so this could have been the sparks could have been flying for you know a while. This guy, first of all. Maybe he's the reason that, you know. Here's news. There's a couple things going on here. I didn't realize Glee was still a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. And I'm proud to say I've never watched an episode of Glee. I I'm, I can't say that because it came on once after the Super Bowl. And I was a little drunk on my couch. And I'm like, I just finished watching the Super Bowl. And then Glee came on. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And it was okay, a th- that's a huge piece of information. I'm telling you right now. I didn't watch the whole thing. Now you, that's something you should have told but me a long time. ago. It was ago. a few years ago. But I, and I will say this: it Glee was 10 million times more awful than I could have ever imagined it. Sure. It was really, really terrible. I, I didn't know Gwyneth Paltrow was on it. I didn't know. I don't know anything about She's Glee. She's appeared on five episodes. Yeah, the, this since dude, 2010. this dude that created it. I've seen a picture of him. Mm-hmm. Not handsome. I'm, he's got. Tons and tons of money. I'm happy for him. Not a great looking guy. I feel like this is a good couple. I feel like they're at each other's level because she's not cute either. Yeah. So um, let's see. Next up, Bruce Jenner. Apparently he's been spending a lot of time with his ex-wife, Linda Thompson, who was a longtime girlfriend of Elvis Presley at one point. Mm. Bruce Jenner is none too happy about this. That's a tough act to follow. 
The king. Yeah, it really is. King like to do kinky shit. Yeah. Um, Taylor Swift apparently is shacked up with her BFF model Carly Claus. She's got a she's got a roommate, if, platonic we, roommate. Yeah, we don't know if there's anything like more. James Franco. <laughs> yeah, exactly like Franco. I really, really, really like everything about Taylor Swift. I couldn't. I don't know a Taylor Swift song. I don't think I've ever heard one. I don't know anything about her. I, I don't think I've ever heard her speak. I've just seen her stupid face and stupid pictures, and I fucking hate her so much. I don't even know why. She bugs the fuck out of me. She's falsely humble, and I don't care. And uh, who cares who she lives with? I don't. Yeah, she's one of those people that just has, really has a lot to say for her age. Yeah, she's, you know, does she even write the songs? Somebody else probably writes the songs. I don't, Um, she's, she's a creation. She's a Nashville creation. I'm not a fan. I've had enough of her. When is she going away? I don't think she's going soon. away anytime soon. Soon, I hope. <laughs> Bad enough. Kate, next story. Oh, I'm sorry. It is a slow week. So Kardashian news reportedly. Oh, um, my God. I told you guys last week that uh, Kendall Jenner ran out on a check, and when the waitress chased her um, outside, she threw some $20 bills in her face. And we're not sure if it was enough to cover Yes, yes. Okay, so she's, like, made a real point of going out with the same girl, yeah. Haley Baldwin, and Haley's dad, actress Stephen Baldwin, and leaving a 30% tip on her check. Right, like, if... if just you, to, to make a point. If you're going to juice that the... she's not a bad tipper. If but she's only left... 10% more than right. is what is socially acceptable. Yeah. If you're going to juice the tip and feed it to the tabloids, you need to leave a 100. The the, the bidding starts at 100%. Yeah. I, she can afford it. I know a guy, or I used to know a guy that's a bartender here locally, and one time a ball player came in and mm-hmm. on a $60 tab left him a $400 tip. That guy could pretty much do a lot of assholish shit for the rest of his life, but that that's there's a lot of goodwill there. Four hundred dollars on a sixty dollar tab. What I'm saying is, if you're in trouble for not handing out some money, for instance, remember Phil Spector murdered that chick? Oh yeah. He similarly had like a forty dollar tab at Dan Tana's. He had a salad and a rum and coke. Left a $500 tip that night. Yeah. Yeah, he killed some C-list movie actress, which but was... was a, but he was a great tipper. It's pretty fucked up of him. Right. A pretty nice tip, though. That's a nice That's tip. a pretty serious tip. Yeah. Uh, the point is, is if you're looking to make a splash, you're going to feed the story to the tabloids, maybe make it at least 100% tip. And here's another question. Or just from now on, just tip generously. Yeah. It doesn't have to be 100%, Always, but, yep. you know, you've got a bad name as, a, as you know. A brat. Yeah. Total brat. Also, why is she fucking dining with Stephen Baldwin? Well, she's friends with his daughter. And she picked up the tab. It was like 550 bucks. And yeah. she picked up the tab. It's a pretty baller but, dinner for three people. They have some wine. Right. And But she was with her friend's dad. Wait, she can't, can't have wine. She's 17. She's 18. She's 18. But she picked up the tab, but yeah. she was there with her friend and her friend's dad. Haley Baldwin. Which is weird that she would pick up the tab, but whatever. She can afford it, I guess. Um, that's kind of all I have. I'm, I'm. Oh, that's not all you have. Let's get down to it. Kate, this is all I want to talk about anyway. This week, a lot of shit popped off. People are coming and going. Of course, I'm talking about the, the cultural phenomenon that is Bachelor in Paradise Kate, what happened this week on Bachelor in Paradise? Um, as you know, I'm really enjoying Bachelor in Paradise. It is way better than Concur. the regular Bachelor Concur. franchise. Okay, first of all, I want to talk about the setting, most specifically the bootleg housing that they put the cast it's up It's shocking. It's what truly shocking. It's like a dorm room with bunk beds. There's nowhere to put your luggage. Everyone's suitcases are on the ground. Um, not to mention the hideous cheap, cheap decor, like all those Mexican blankets that it's, are thrown like over um, yeah, ev- it, everything. It it's looks trash. like shit, at, like a shitty Boy Scout trash. camp. And 
it looks like what appears to me is they got there and they're like, oh, fuck, all this furniture looks like shit. Somebody run down the street to the Mercado and get a bunch of those buy a whole buy a stand out of all its blankets and just put them over everything because there are Mexican blankets literally draped over every single piece of furniture that they sit on. I feel like they could have found a much nicer, more baller house. What is the budget for the show? A fucking now. dollar? Maybe. <laughs> and that pool is really boot Like, it's tiny and it's all murky and kind of the water's foamy. Who is Who's watching the show going, They don't go, have a, go, there's no hey, pool boy. Wait for the end. Get the credits. We gotta fucking stay at this resort. This place is baller. <laughs> Uh, it looks fucking tragic. Also, I, you couldn't pay me to stay at this place. Also, it's blowing a gale there 24-7. Yes, it's, it's windy. so windy. All the girls are constantly wiping their hair out of their mouths because it's stuck to their lip gloss. The ocean does not look very inviting. It's so choppy well, and shitty. it's so shitty. choppy that this week Chris had an accident yes. in the ocean and sprained his knee so badly yeah. that... He has left the show. Yeah, he like stuck his foot in a <laughs> hole or something. What? What? Um, what so happened? yeah. So basically, if that's a producer's idea of paradise, they've got it really wrong. I mean, yes. I have been to paradise. I lived there, and it's not where these guys are. They've been duped. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, okay. ABC, get it together. Let's talk about what happened. Why last couldn't? Night. Why couldn't they rent? Joe Francis's house. Like everyone stays at Joe. Like was Jennifer Aniston using it that week? Or I feel like they could have. They could have gotten a deal on Joe. They only it only took three weeks to shoot the show. Right. Get Joe Francis's place. Yeah, I should be producing this show. I agree. Um, Okay, so last night. Okay, seems to me that Markel, good-looking guy, charismatic, good smile. He's the only one doing it right. Yeah. Everyone else is so desperate to hook up with someone so they can stay in quote unquote paradise that they're not considering all their options. And everyone likes Markel. They all they ask him on dates and he accepts. Yeah. So as we know, but he, he doesn't he doesn't kiss on the first date. Oh God, what is that? that is, been, that's so a little weird. He's been flirting with Michelle Money, and like you know she's a she's she's an attractive girl, but she has kind of a dirty vibe. Like she looks yeah, kind of beat, little weathered. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, not, she, not her first trip to the rodeo, babe. No, I don't think so. She gave him her rose last week um, when it was the girl's turn to hand out roses. So this week, two new girls arrived. We've got Danielle, who was from Juan Pablo's season. Ugh. She didn't get a lot of action there. Not cute. You're not, you're not a fan. Bad hair. Um, she catches Markel's eye, though, and she um, rocks up with a date card in hand. And so they now, the group, has this new rule. When a new person arrives with a date card... They don't fill that person in on who's hooking up with who. They just say, you choose whoever you want to take on a date, which I, is what Danielle does. I like that. I like that they, they do that as I a rule. Too. But a lot of these chicks immediately, like, get real close to their guy. I noticed like Claire, Claire, like, did a real lean in on yeah. Jack, she Zach. showed possession. Just, like, letting them know, like, this. I have this one. Right. So, Danielle apparently was very happy that Markel was there. She likes him, and she invited him on her date, which he accepted. Michelle Money immediately starts to spiral. Yeah, yeah. Because she's like, oh, that's who I've been talking to. And it's the guy's turn to give out roses this week. And if he likes her better than me, what will I do? So, she immediately goes into this desperate plan B of trying to, like, make up... For lost time with Robert. Yeah. Who is like her, really her only other chance of getting a rose this week. So she and Claire organize this um, secret, spontaneous double date. Let's have a double date. Yeah. So Claire and Zach and Michelle and Robert have a little one-on-one time together. And Sarah, who I'm team Sarah. She's my favorite. Sarah was hurt. Sarah and Robert have been, you know... Flirting and getting mm-hmm. to know each other, and they have like a little thing going on. They seem to have chemistry, and I felt bad for Sarah because she got really upset, and she was upset that she didn't have the confidence to plan something. Well, here's a problem, but and it's not that Sarah is um, missing a limb. No, because here's the thing: Sarah's like a cute, like normal girl. The problem is she's thrust into the this environment where. Every other chick is a total fucking vixen. Like, she's That's just true. out of her league. Like, she really is. These bitches know how to plot. She doesn't know how to play. They know how games. to chase men. They know how to do all this they're shit all because they're dirty birdies. And <laughs> Sarah, she's just a nice girl. She doesn't know these the ways of these bitches. 
Yeah, and she is she's the only normal person there. So she likes Robert and she's just playing it slow, getting yeah. to know him. When all these other chicks are like, you know, they're DTF. For sure. Definitely. Um, so speaking of DTF, we've got Chris, who Elise gave her rose to last yep. week after Dylan rejected it. She she gave him a rose and then she gave him a flower, you know what I'm saying? So she gets a date card and of course she invites Chris and he's twisted his knee. Yep. But he decides he's going to power through the pain and go on the date with Elise. So they get on a little two-prop plane yep. in Mexico. They go to town. It's an overnight, the first overnight date. Right. And they're presented with a key for a suite yep. that they can stay in together or they can do two separate rooms. Right. So after dinner, they get in the hot tub. And literally, they're in the hot tub for two seconds before Chris says, Let's go to the suite. Yeah. And off they go. I believe I heard him say, and I'm paraphrasing, um, my knee hurts, but I can still fuck. <laughs> like, they were ready to go. It was clear. When like it's on, it's on. He tried to make a uh, make a thing that, oh, maybe I can't go because of my knee. But they were down to sex each other, and it, they clearly did. Yes. So, Markel and Danielle have a date, and they seem to hit it off. There's not, like... I don't think there's overwhelming chemistry, but, you know. Mm -hmm. Then we have a new girl arrive, Jackie. Jackie. She looks like like a Jackie. Yeah, she does look like a Jackie. She's a little redhead, maybe a bottle redhead. Yeah, she's got bad hair. She's got a Midwestern vibe. She's from Sean Lowe, the Virgin's season. Pretty fit body, but not hot. I wasn't feeling her at all. So she arrives with a date card, of course, and they tell her the same thing. Just pick whoever you want. So she, and I was surprised, actually, she picks Markel as well. Yep. He is down. He's into for it. it. He's, He's down into for it. it. They again. They go. They get on a plane, which I would never do. Yeah. Not the little plane. Hey, let's know. let's let's crash land near one of these drug cartel operations. Like fuck that. Um, and they really hit it off. And he breaks yep. his, apparently he's got a no kissing on the first date rule. It's a weird rule to have. So weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and they share a kiss. So it's pretty obvious that. Jackie is the front runner for Markel, for Markel's affections this week. Yes, that's true. Um, da- da- Danielle went from the penthouse to the outhouse very quickly. Yeah. Um, who else is there? Marcus and Lacey are—they're still boring and loved up. Super boring. Um, Lacey's Ashley, not attractive. Ashley, who is definitely the most crazy person on this show, we haven't seen enough of her crazy though. She and Graham are still coupled up. Although it's becoming apparent to Graham that Ashley might not be moving at quite the same speed as him in their two-week relationship. Yeah. Like, Ashley's, like, really hot. Like, she's got a nice body. She's super attractive. fit body. I mean, fake tits, but they all do it. She looks good, but she's got, like, as hot as she is, she's that much more insane. Like, she is nuts. You said something last night when we were watching it. You said she's the kind of hot where you can tell she's stupid. Yeah. yeah. You could, like, you wouldn't have to talk to her. You just could look at her from across the room and go, she's not smart. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. Did I say that? That's a good line by me. Yeah, you did. Um, So Ashley gets a date card, and of course she takes Graham on her first one-on-one date, which is also an overnight date, and she continues to reveal how crazy she is. Like, she tells Graham that she follows him on Instagram. Yeah. And she can tell from his pictures what a great guy he is and that her heart was set on him being there and she wants him to meet her dad. And he's just like, what? Wait, here's what's funny to me is that all these chicks in outside of a vacuum, all of these chicks are way too attractive for these guys. Yeah, I agree. Ashley, outside of the microcosm of this show, is way too hot for Graham. And on this show, she's like, I'm like, she's giving him all the signs. I'm open for anything. From I'll do whatever. That like, she laid eyes on him. She's like, she's basically saying, let's go get naked. Yeah. And he's like, well, let's stay in separate rooms. And he's he, terrified. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't really get the point. Like he can go have relations with a no, pretty hot he's chick. He's too scared to accelerate their relationship. Yeah. But the, <laughs> they don't need to have a relationship, and I don't think he really gets that. I don't think he gets that either. So they stay also, in separate rooms. Also, Graham's outfit. Yeah. That, all these guys <laughs> brought clothes like they're going to a job interview. Like, you're in Mexico, he, dude. You don't need to wear your pressed wearing, blue shirt. He's wearing slacks. Yeah. He's got a pressed long sleeve button-down shirt tucked in with a belt. And, and, and like, 
going out, like leather no, no, like dress shoes. He had right? sneakers on. He had going out oh, sneakers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, he, no. He had, he had like yeah, a, yeah, his yeah. Nike freeze on oh, yeah. with his, with his so pleated bad. slacks and his job interview yeah, shirt. So bad. Not bad look for the Mexican Riviera, bro. Really bad look. Um, yeah, so he declines it overnight, which was smart. Bad um, play, Graham. You're never going to get a shot at something like that again, buddy. Claire is all over Zach, and she's still crazy. She was banging on about signs, like, from her dead dad, like a oh, turtle yeah. she saw on the beach. Yeah, and, that's like, my dad. She's so much crazy talk. Like, her dad's been dead for ten years, and, she's like... She's having to cry about She's it. like, today, this is the day he died, or whatever, but it's like, I mean... He's still gone every day. Shouldn't yeah. you be... Why would you be more sad on that day? Can't you be sad on all the days? Right. And also, like, I think he wants you to get over it. And as I recall I like from The, the Bachelor, her dad was mad old. Yeah, he was real old. He was in his 80s, I think. Yeah. I feel like the day to get sad about someone passing is the date, like, the anniversary of their passing, not their birthday. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Um, so then the rose ceremony comes around. Tensions are pretty high. Um, let's see. We are not sure if Robert was going to give a rose to Sarah or Michelle Money. That was, yeah, there was, there, a lot of action went down at this rose ceremony. Um, Michelle Money pulled Robert aside right before the rose ceremony yeah. in one, like, desperate last-ditch attempt to, to win his affection. Tried to so work it. it. She awkward. tried to work it, very and it awkward. was. She was so desperate. Um, but he gave his rose to Sarah, mm-hmm. which I was happy That was about. sweet. They're a good couple. Like, they're, uh, they're at each other's level. They should pair off. Michelle Money immediately started crying. Yeah, because she knew she was going home. Um, and then what happened? Um, Chris, oh, right, Chris. It comes time for Chris to pick, and everybody knows he, he limps he, his ass up there with his right. sprained knee. And he says, you know what? I'm out of here. I think I'm going to have to bounce because I've really, really hurt my no, knee. No, no, no. First he goes, he, goes I, he, he calls out Elise, and she comes over, and he's like, you mean so much to me. You've changed my life already. They've known each other three days. They've banged. I mean, even. Has she, it even been three she's, days? She's wearing a sick – she's got some nice big tits. She's wearing a sequin dress in Mexico. Every like, single outfit she, and bikini this girl puts on is more cheesy and tragic. She than has. Her. She looks. It looks like I something. Don't know where she thinks she's it looks going. like she's next up on. She's about to do the samba on Dancing with the Stars in this dress. <laughs> but he calls her over and he's like, "You are. You mean everything to me." Like really gets deep. Like saying shit that you don't say until. I thought like, he was gonna dump her, A year into the relationship. And then at the end, he throws, and I, you know, I wonder if the producers had anything to do with this. A very canned, I, but I can't give you this rose. And it was like record scratch. <laughs> and he's like, because I'm leaving with this sprained ass knee of mine, and I want you to come with me. They don't even live in the same part of the country. I feel like he's really high on pain meds when he said that. Yes, and she's and in a day he's going to really regret. Yes. And Elise is like, I'm down. She's known him for two days. She was fucking Dylan the day before. She was in love with Dylan the day before. And in the best scene of the show, Sarah calls her out on that. She's like, I think you're moving a little slow with Chris because you were in love and heartbroken about Dylan the other day. Yesterday. The day before. you can't stop talking about Chris. So Chris and so Elise agrees to go and they both bounce. But before they bounce, he still has to give his rose to somebody, which is weird because I feel yeah. like you're giving it to the girl that you picked. Again, it's a produced show. There right. wouldn't be enough people. So he says, I want to give my rose to Michelle Money because she really deserves to find love. Yeah. So Michelle Money got to stick around. Loses her shit because she's crazy. Her, starts by the skin of her teeth. Yeah, starts crying all over everything again. The, so this crazy. is the nicest thing that anyone's ever... You mean... Le- let you stay on a show that the producers needed another person to be on? Right, because guess who's coming? Cody Macklemore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next week. Uh, and then there was Markel had to choose between Jackie and Danielle, yeah. and obviously Danielle he, went with, got cut. he went with Jackie and she Danielle. Was the, she was on for exactly one episode. Um, so there's two episodes next week, and they look good. Lots of drama on the way with Ashley and Claire. Um, yeah, and still have to see our arrival of um, our favorite dum-dum from The Bachelorette, Cody. 
Cannot wait. Excellent job. As always, Kate, I'm like, I hope you guys feel filled in now. Like I suffer through the bachelor because I know yeah. a lot of people listen to the show you because we recap it. It's kind of, you know, it's sort of interesting, but I'll be honest. I, when the bachelor's on, I'm, I'm on my phone. Most of the show or That's on my true. computer. A lot of times I might doze off. <laughs> during just saying but bachelor in paradise has me hooked as fuck i am into this show i can't wait to watch it next week i'm fired up i don't even mind that it's two fucking hours it kind of, i don't it care by kind of fast if yep. you get to um fast forward i don't the commercial. i don't care if the listeners to the show want to take my hashtag hetero card i don't care i love it i'm all in on the bachelor in paradise let's check in on it again next week okay Kate? yeah we'll have a lot to talk about because there's two episodes next next week outstanding all right guys thanks for joining us on the baller lifestyle podcast for ed daily hey ed or fancy sauce bye guys i'm brian beckner this has been the baller lifestyle podcast from the ballerlifestyle.com we'll see you next week 